Testing, testing, hot out, brown cow. One, two, three, four. Are you ready? I'm all ready. You on here? Come on, let's go inside and get started. Dusty out in that hall. Hey, get a load of fights over there. Oh, what I like about you just once. Dusty out in that hall. What's my temperature, Norton? Oh, come on, let's get moving. Isn't there any lot here? Yeah, about 300 pounds. A 20% percentage. And now, who is our next guest, please? Herb, here's our next guest. Ed Norton. Ha ha! Watch this! The Honeymooners Podcast. The only podcast that is all about the greatest show of all time. With the stars, Joe Conti and Louis Fats. If they ever institute a nut of the month club, I've got a very good idea who's going to be January and February. Welcome, fellow raccoons and members of the Women's Auxiliary. What's happening, all you hurricanes, Bensonhurst bombers, and all you Jim McKeevers of the world? You are listening to the Honeymooners Podcast with me, Joe Conti, and my pal, Louis Fats. Oh, say, say, here's my wife. Oh, you look lovely, darling, lovely. <laughs> Oh, this is Mrs. Crandon, Mr. Norton, Mr. Norton, Mr. Crandon. Twinkles. Just twinkles. Yeah, the only <laughs> podcast all about the greatest show of all time. We record at the non-productive studios at 328 Chauncey Street in Bensonhurst, Brooklyn, a.k.a. Clifton, New, New Jersey. Jersey yeah. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're on iTunes, give us a five-star rating and leave a positive review. Our home base, if you don't do the um, uh, podcast thing, it's non-productive.com slash honeymooners. You can listen to all of our episodes from there. Don't forget to like our Honeymooners podcast Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter at Honeymooner1. And if you want to support us through the Patreon, just go to our non-productive.com honeymooners. Click on any of the episodes, scroll to the bottom, and you can join in and uh, just contribute a little bit. Patreon. You know, yeah. you could you could you could give us uh, anything. You could give us a uh, anything you want. Yeah, I suppose I can put you down for the usual buck. Yeah, yeah if we'll you take want. that too. Sure, and if uh, if you want, hundred dollars. Sure, I'll take that too. <laughs> Absolutely. How much was that? That was. $100. That's right. <laughs> we need new microphones, here, really. <laughs> and if you want to leave us a voicemail. Radio Shack's out of business. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, we're just at the shack right now. Yeah, right. We're not even at the Radio Shack. <laughs> if you want to leave us a voicemail, call 240-442-2635, and you can email us at honeymoonerspodcast at AOL. Okay? Yeah. And uh, hey, what's going on, Lou? Joe, number 94. Yes, 94. I have a 94. Okay. Charles Haley. Ah. 13 years, uh, Niners and that other team. Uh, <laughs> five Super Bowls. Yeah. And five Pro Bowls. Isn't that crazy? Charles when Haley. you think of five Super Bowls, you don't think of Charles Haley. Yeah, you don't. But, yeah. That's one of those a 13 year career, five Super Bowls in 13 years. That's, that's amazing. That is tremendous. So, Charles Haley. That's Charles it. Charles Haley. 94. Yes. All right. So, what do we want to start with? First, we got to start off with. 
our tremendous, stupendous, and absolutely wonderful sponsor. That is Silk City Hot Sauce. Yeah. Silk City Hot Sauce, go there. Go to SilkCityHotSauce.com, right? Get yourself some delicious, and I mean delicious. It's the most delicious you've ever tasted in your it's life. In your life. In, in your life. It's so much more delicious uh, than I a... I don't want either. I'll have a small cup of black coffee. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's delicious, and it's healthy Definitely. for you, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, Especially God. if you're... Uh... I've been putting on a little weight lately. <laughs> It's so dumb. <laughs> Going to mambo that weight off. <laughs> yes, exactly. So what you do is go to SilkCityHotSauce.com, right? Find yourself some great hot sauce. I love Mango Madness and Slurp. Mm. Louie likes. Uh, Aztec Attack and Badass Jew. Absolutely. And when you go, you go to the, after you purchase 7, 8, 10, 15 bottles, however many bottles you want to purchase, when you're about to actually go and make the purchase yeah you're in the um i guess they call it the checkout 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 checkout. counter there's going to be a little coupon code on the right hand corner and when you click on that well what you have to do is you have to put rx in the coupon code so you got to put the two letters rx in the coupon code all right that is rx in the coupon code i just love hearing r carney say rx (laughs) and when you put rx in the coupon code you get 15 percent percentage off of your order and you get a free bottle of uh, comp, uh, 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 cherry sriracha i'm sorry sir i couldn't think of the word <laughs> thank you good night everybody hey, that's our show it's all, all i wanted to do was just do that that's all we want to do is the cherry sriracha <laughs> I don't even know if he makes it anymore, but I'm not going to say it anyway. Exactly. <laughs> you take that cherry sriracha and you... There you are, roll it around your mouth. <laughs> and it's the most amazing t- uh, cherry sriracha. You know yeah. why? I've never tasted anything <laughs> like that before. Exactly That's exactly why. <laughs> and, it's, and it's homemade. How can this harm you? It's homemade. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this is one of my favorite parts. Of this really is. This is one of my Saint favorite things. I just love this. James and Jerry Sriracha. <laughs> but um, so definitely do that. That's our uh, our sponsor, and we love the uh, the Kingfish, Jeff yes. Kingfish Levinsky. Yes, we do. And he is uh, working on a brand. We'll tell you more about it when we talk yeah. about last week. Yes, about yes. a brand new, brand new hot, uh, hot sauce, sauce <laughs> that he's going to have. It's not cherry sriracha. It's not cherry Cherry sriracha, sriracha. all right? Because we all know uh, cherry sriracha is, you know, cherry sriracha. (laughs) So how do we want to start the show? First off, we just want to go and from not last week, last week was a special week, but the week before we had our full grown nut of the week, which we're going to have another one today. Yes. But the one from week before was our pal Bruce Cooperman. Yes, Bruce. So Bruce sent us a message. And uh, his message was, I am humbled to have been named the full-grown nut of the week last week. Am I worthy of such an honor? My wife is steaming my raccoon hat. (laughs) So the first ends up. But at least I didn't put shoe polish on my socks. I found the shoe polish in the top hand. (laughs) Top hand, left hand draw. uh, But in all seriousness, thanks for the honor and keep up the great work. All right. All right. So that's pal Bruce. Bruce. We, the week. We, we totally appreciate it, man. Um, so what we want to do... Part of the 400. It's part of the 400, exactly. <laughs> we want to get into the next full-grown nut of the week, and that is here. Here. <laughs> 
Verily. Verily. The Honeymooners Podcast knights the full-grown nut of the week. Aren't you lucky? You are lucky. That's right. Whoever this Honor. person is coming up. Honor. Right? Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be, folks? Is it going to be the Kentucky guys who won yesterday? Who's it going to be? Who's going to be the full-grown nut of the week? And here we go. It gives me real pleasure to present to you <laughs> this award. Wizard Romany. Yes, the Wiz, the Wizard. Nobody beats the Wiz. Yeah, nobody beats the Wiz, and nobody beat him this week, that's for sure. 20% off all of your Honeymooners lines right over at the Wiz. <laughs> but the wizard, uh, he's been around for a while, and he's, yes. and he's very easy to recognize, because how many people have the name Wizard, wizard yeah. and Romany, Romany which yeah. is like such a weird, the whole thing is weird, and I love it. He always, he's just a, a contributor, he's always commenting, yep. always saying funny things, yep. and uh, so we want to congratulate you for being full grown nut and we, of the You know, we put it in front of the board. We did. And, you know. We did. And, uh, you know, and one of the board members was like, Don't me, me, me. We're like, no, it's no, not, not you. you. It's Wizard. You're we want it to this. be Wizard. Yeah. Yes. You're one voting. <laughs> you can't, like, like self-elect yourself. I know. What's wrong with you? you? So we said, we want it to be Wizard. And, uh. And they were like, uh, <laughs> is this the man who gets the award? <laughs> and yeah. of course it is. And we know why. Must be one of those nuts. Of course it is. <laughs> Which you gotta be. <laughs> At first, Wizard was like, what made the judges pick me above <laughs> all the rest? And you know why? Because I am humble. <laughs> you only met the criteria. That's it. You just it's have so to. You, you got to be humble. You got to be humble. And you got to be one of those yeah. nuts. You got to be one of those nuts. Because you know what? When you're one of those nuts and you're humble, you know what happens. It brings a <laughs> tear to my eye and a lump to my throat. <laughs> and Does this get old to no, anybody? Because it doesn't get old to me. No, not at all. It's like, <laughs> okay. That's <laughs> another cherry sriracha. <laughs> <laughs> And it's funny because it, it's really an emotional, emotional, uh, Dusty on that one. Yes. It's an emotional time for these people. Yeah. They seem to all have the same reaction. <laughs> yes. They're all like, I am <laughs> From Ira right on down. Yeah, I know. And I know Ira, because Ira was our first, first full-grown one of the week. I know Ira was pro is probably just the first one to say. He always looked like some kind of nut to me. <laughs> you know, because listen, once in a while we run it past Ira. He's our honorary. You know, yeah. he was our first guy. First guy. So you know he, what I mean? Yeah, so guy. he's always. You know, we always kind of go to him and be like, "This guy's good, right?" Yeah. And, and then, uh, then he just, yeah, he's <laughs> yes. the seal of approval. You know, and so that's the way it goes. Uh, the board man. of nuts. But Wizard, he was very, very gracious yeah. too. He was like, uh, and once again, I want to thank you, you. <laughs> For presenting me with this, and <laughs> I want to thank you, you and, and you, you and you for presenting me with this, and I want to go upstairs and meet the man. Thank my wife and my friends. Go upstairs and meet the man. But yes, good speech. So, good speech. Uh, yes, good speech. Wizard. Good, good speech. Wiz. <laughs> you know, wisdom by that one. Uh, but yeah, so congratulations, Wiz, and. Um, I will send you a message just to make sure that I get the name right. Yeah. I know his real name is Richard. Yeah. But if he wants just it to be Wizard. On there. Yeah. See what Whatever he wants. He wants. Yeah. And uh, we will send it and I'll email it to you. So. Okay. All right. Now we're going to continue on with this uh, debacle here. This, this 
this nonsense called a podcast. And what's funny is that it's our nonsense. That's right. And you guys are allowed to say this is nonsense. But if you're an outsider, you say it's nonsense. We got a problem. That's right. But because uh, we, we, you know, it's, I was telling Lou, we're starting to get people that are like critiquing us a little bit. And uh, but they're not like people that listen. They're like outsiders that are coming, yeah, in, coming in, which is saying that we're getting a little bigger than we ever thought. Yeah, which is cool. I don't like having critiques and cracks. No, I don't take criticism very well. <laughs> <laughs> cracks, cracks, cracks. Yeah, criticisms. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have gotten two voicemails uh, since we were gone, and one is our pal John Lamorge and. Uh, He's just a, he's just a sweet guy. Yes. He just said nice it, you man. know he, he he does his little uh, Derek Hughes, yeah. you know, and all that. And we appreciate it. And one day we'd like to talk to him. But we got another voicemail, uh, and it's Michael Bruce. I don't know what to tell you, people, but I enjoyed every yeah. second of this two minute and twenty two second voicemail from Michael Bruce. All right, just sit back and enjoy. Yeah, enjoy. Hello, guys. That wasn't it. That's on him. That's the other there guy. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Is this the man? Hey, Joe and Lou. Michael Bruce here. What's going on, guys? Uh, thought I would catch up with you guys. It's been a while. Hope you're doing well. Uh, just hanging out here at the back of my local Chinese restaurant here, of course, um, <laughs> where I need to uh, actually set the uh, time on my watch. Um, they start cooking the beef and broccoli combo at approximately I oh one forty five PM so uh easy set right there. My wife always gets on me, you know, and says, Why don't you just buy a new watch? I'm like, Yeah, who's gonna fix it? Walt Disney. Um so because I don't know anybody around here that fixes watches. But anyway, um on a higher note I did want to throw in the fact that uh Lou had asked me uh, about my musical uh adventures once he found out I was a musician and I'm happy to say that I auditioned uh, recently for Ernesto De Quisto's band and I got the spot. So me and a group of other guys, uh, very cool, uh, seemed to be the new band, except for this one guy who was kind of a heavy set dude. I think he played the cornet. I'm not sure if he got the gig or not. As I was walking out, him and Onesto were going over uh, a list of his strong points and weak points. So um, I'll keep my fingers crossed that the guy got the gig. We got a couple of cool shows coming up. I don't know if you guys can come to them, but one of them is going to be in the summer and July. Uh, we got to meet at some place called Fred's Landing. It's a boat gig, which is always fun. Although it's a weird thing on the itinerary for the show where I guess as we're going down the river and then we go past uh, some place called Raccoon Point because we're going to be playing for the uh, Raccoon Lodge of America or something like that. Uh, we have to play Take Me Back to Sorrento while they change hands before steering the ship. I don't know, but it's a paying gig, so whatever. And then even better than that, this is going to be very exciting. Uh, we're going to be going with Onesto de Quisto Band into a fancy music studio in Nashville. We're going to be recording the soundtrack for the major motion picture release next year, The Galloping Ghost of Mystery Gulch 2. Uh, I guess it's a mystery. So that's very exciting doing a score for a movie. Uh, that's coming out. So a lot of cool things going on. I'll keep you guys uh, up to date with, with the music thing. You guys are doing an amazing job on the show. Uh, as always, uh, keep up the good work. And uh, Norton showing Ralph the uh, mask uh, and the top bunk without saying a word was uh, one of the best moments in television history. 
anyway, I'm coming to Jersey soon. Take care. We got to do lunch. Hashtag honeymooners twenty four seven. All right. Hashtag honeymooners twenty four seven. I, I got to tell you, I, I can listen to this just, guy do this all day. Just summed up all 39 in <laughs> <laughs> two minutes. Two minutes and 22 seconds. seconds. Yeah. Michael Bruce, tremendous. Great job. Great job. Uh, thank you so much, man. What a, what a, first of all, I always talked about how I love his voice. I, uh, I find he's got just a, a fantastic voice. It bugs me. It's like when I have yeah. to work with really handsome comics, it bugs me. Okay. Well, like now, you probably feel that way now. It, it really bugs me when <laughs> I got to work with. <laughs> <laughs> but Michael Bruce, man, thank you so much. Uh, what a what a tremendous voicemail, and we uh, we thank you, man. You, the, right. What a what a great Good contribution. Stuff. Good stuff. All right. So, what we want to do is uh, we want to get into uh, well, what we uh, really want to talk about is last week. Yeah, yeah, that was just so awesome to be able to have Brian come here and be so much fun, so forthcoming to. I mean, we had to help him bring the stuff in the, the studio. Yeah. He brought all of this stuff. You saw it. I mean, the Emmy, the Grammy. I mean, not the Grammy, the Emmy, the, the Oscar, Oscar the, the, uh, the, the tiny little. The tiny, that little, that little. The golden Globe. Golden Globe. <laughs> I'm sorry, but when Lou said they could have done a little better job with the Golden Globe, I thought it was the funniest it's moment in the, whole, in the whole interview. It's true. It, it was just so much fun for him to. Come here and do a ninety-minute interview. Yeah, hang with us, hang so with us. to speak, and then do another forty-five-minute show with yeah. us. I thought it was just wonderful, and so and then we went out to eat after we that. Did, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we went out to eat. Yeah, we went to the colonnade room. room. <laughs> I only had sixteen <laughs> bucks. I had nine. <laughs> but Piccadilly and Chow Chow. And, and I will say, as nice as he sounded on the air, he is. Even nicer. Oh, he's. I don't so know how, how he can be. How but comfortable did you feel with him? It was amazing. It was like, it, it was like we've known him forever. That's you know, how he makes you feel. Not that I'm like one of them starstruck people, but right. you always have that little bit. When Absolutely, you meet somebody like Absolutely. that. Absolutely, none at all. No, nope. because he was just so at ease. Yeah, so at ease. He, you know, first of all, the fact that he, you know, he made the the joke about you know we wanted because I said you know we want to talk about your career yeah. also. Yeah, not and only. he made the joke. He's yeah. like, well, after that three minutes is up, well, we can like, talk about my father. father. <laughs> and right there. Yeah, that that just tells you yep. right there. This is somebody who doesn't take themselves serious, no. and as much as he loved to talk about his father on the air, he liked to talk about his father even off the air. Off the air, we had he some loves things. it. Yeah. Yeah. He showed me so he showed us so many pictures of his dad when he was a young man, mm-hmm. when he was a baby. Yep, it was just so awesome. This is a man who truly loves talking about his dad. Yeah. He adored his father, and. And me and Lou discussed this. Think about this. Your dad is one of the most iconic mm-hmm. people in TV history. History. And you, he's a musician. Yes. Played in a band, mm-hmm. played colleges for a long time. Something happened. Something happened there. There you go. To my mic. There you there go. go. And, and then he's been doing commercials and voiceovers mm-hmm. for 40 years. years. Listen, that easily could have gotten to like... Yes, yes, my father. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, know, I know. I know, my dad. Yes, I know. I know you loved him. Yes, I know. Not even close. Nope. Which, you know what that shows? That shows what kind of a man Art Carney yes. was and what kind of a man yep. Brian is. Yep. And he said he was a good father. 
had to be. He said he was a good father. He said his parents. He had good parents. He had good parents. Because if he didn't have a good father, he wouldn't be bringing pictures of his no. dad. And he's not doing it because it's like, hey, look at this. It's my dad. He's yeah. like, this is my dad. Yeah. Not yeah. like, make, he doesn't make it about him. No. I keep pointing to where Brian was sitting, which is kind of funny. Yeah. But he doesn't make it about him. He's truly talking about his father. Just the fact, he said, he goes, look, I love it when people tell me how much, that, like what he did for them, yeah. how, how much happiness mm-hmm. he brings. So he's like, I like the fact that just by showing people the hat, yeah, it's all I'm bringing them it's happiness. Positive it's positive. positive stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. It was, he brings that hat everywhere. The box he carried, that's so cool. The box that it had. Oh, yeah. oh man. It's, just, it's great. Oh, man. You have to, because you can't just leave that laying no. around. No. Lay, leave that laying, laying around, around like, like $75. Like $75 <laughs> in a bank or something. No, you don't leave that laying around. <laughs> but yeah, so... Um, it oh, was just we enjoyed that. Oh, yeah, it was, was so much. Was it was great. And he probably, if we asked him, he would come back again and do it again. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I talked to him once in a while. He was like, he, he goes, uh, I need Louis's number. Can you get yeah, me Louis's no, number? No, I'm no. like, yeah, sure. And he called you yep. because he wanted to say thank yeah. you. And uh, and then I had to call him to get his address. Okay. I actually texted him just right. for his address for Silk City because right. Jeff Kingfish wants to send him a bunch okay. of hot sauce. There you go. He called me. Yeah. He's like, hey, hey, what's going on? Then he mentioned the name of. Uh, 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 oh, we'll get, that's what we have yeah, to do. Okay. So, Kingfish Levinsky, who you guys know, Soak City Hot Sauce. He listens to the show. His father was uh, a big... Ralph. Big, yeah, he was part of Ralph and all that. So, he says how he enjoyed the episode with mm-hmm. Brian. And he says, uh, when Brian said... Uh, sitting on a road the, flare. Yeah, when he was talking about different uh, names, hot sauces. And he goes, what do you have one? Do you have one called sitting on a road mm-hmm. flare? Well, guess what? Jeff Kingfish Levinsky is making a hot sauce called Sitting yeah, on a Road, road Flare. flare. <laughs> uh, Brian's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, he loves it. He's using that. I mean, listen, he's got badass Jew. He's got one called Jonestown or something. So obviously he's got a kind of a dark sense of humor. Why not Sitting on a Road Flare? So because of Brian, he has a, a new hot sauce brand that's going to be called Sitting on a Hot Flare. But it was just so awesome to hope everybody enjoyed it. Um, yeah, we had problems with the YouTube thing and all course, that, but we have course, the video yeah. on Facebook and, yeah. and plus the audio, mm-hmm. and uh, it was great. And anytime Brian wants to come back, he's more Me than welcome. More than welcome. Yep. All right. So now we are going to get into, oh, you know what? First, we're going to get right into uh, our pal from last week, Bruce Cooperman, right? We were uh, talking about Bruce and um, how he was full grown out of the week. So he sent me a quick email uh, a couple weeks ago, and it was uh, it's uh, Bruce. Uh, Hello, Weisenheimers. Hope all is well and looking forward to the next episode of the podcast. I have a little debate that I think you should bring up on the next edition. In, unconven- in unconventional behavior, when Ralph and Norton are in the apartment and Ralph is showing Ed the things he bought for the trip, he hits the box with the snakes... Yeah, there. Yeah, it's a, a box of candy, a fake box of candy. Candy, and, and then those a, like those snake, snake things come out, come yeah, out yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, and they pop out. Um, then he hits the box with the snakes, and they pop out kind of viciously. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was intentional, as they both look startled, and by the ad libs that followed. Just my opinion, and I'd hear. I'd like to hear what you guys both think. Thanks, and I have to get some sleep so I can be fresh for the convention in Minneapolis. <laughs> be well. So, uh, what we're gonna? I want to just uh, quickly play the uh, the clip of that, 
and it's from Unconventional Behavior, which I now I know. It's uh, episode 33. And, uh... Yeah, can't play is. too much because then they're just going to they're going to shut this shut us down. <laughs> it's unbelievable the, the problems they gave us from a clip. It is seven minutes. Seven Here minutes. we go. Seven minutes in, and we'll just play the audio of it, and here we go. He'll, he'll get his feelings hurt. He'll think I'm making fun of him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here what up, what up? Here's a fake box of candy. Oh, who? You know, you say, have a piece of candy to someone. Yeah. They grab the box and... Oh. <laughs> Get a load of that. I don't know. It's kind of subtle. I don't think they'll get it. They really come out of there. Yeah. <laughs> Pick those up. <laughs> Now, when you watch it, everybody knows. Everybody what they knows. Watch, the scene, yeah. You know, it pops up, and then uh, Ralph grabs his, the end of his nose, like almost like like he got hit in the nose. Mm-hmm. And you look, and he didn't. Okay. So that kind of makes you think he was, you know, acting like he yeah. got hit in the yeah, face. Yeah. And then, of course, <laughs> Ed Norton goes subtle. subtle. I don't think they'll don't get, get it. it. You know, they it's... pop these things, but first of all, they're they're surprised, right? Because now remember. Obviously, Gleason's not rehearsing with them. Now, yeah. when they went through the rehearsal, what did they do? Right. Did they not, they'll say, you know, don't pop the thing, we'll wait for the show. So maybe maybe uh, Arcani doesn't know how this thing's going to fly out of there. And the person who's sitting and Ralph in don't, for yeah, Ralph, yeah, exactly. Whoever, it's Philbin or whoever is doing Ralph's part. <laughs> so, and then Norton, and this thing like flies, it startles both yeah, of them, yeah, and then Norton, yeah. Norton says... Well, it's kind of subtle. I don't. I don't think they'll get it. Like what? It's so funny. That's why I'm like, that's either a, a such a funny, uh, sarc- not sarcastic, but ironic joke. Yeah. Or that was just our Carney, just kind of, uh, you know, in the little skate key day. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like things like just throwing something in. Absolutely. Subtle. I don't think they'll get it. Well, not sure. What's to get? I, <laughs> You're asking somebody who want a piece of candy and yeah. they get a face full of, of uh, yeah, snakes. Snakes, yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, I don't know. I'm not sure, but the whole thing, it just seems that it's um, just kind of a funny, quick moment. Yeah. So t- to sit there and say if it, you know, if it surprised them or not, it probably surprised them in the fact that maybe it went a little bit wackier yeah. than they thought it was going to be. Well, yeah, like going back to what I said, if they if they didn't do it in rehearsal, right. you don't know how these things are going to jump out, out of there. Out of there. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, but yeah, I like the fact that uh, he's subtle. I don't think they'll get it. I don't it. think they'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. Um, so now let's get to... Um, where are we going to go from here? We are going to go with the Humphrey Davis quandary. quandary. Yes. yes. Okay, Lou. Got All right, it. bring this up. Um, everybody knows I'm a Car 54 guy. Yep. And I watch him sporadically, mm-hmm. and I just did a nice feeling. I mean, nothing else on. So I'm throwing Car 54. I haven't watched it in a while. And one of my favorite ones is with um, Sherry Lewis and Rocky Graziano and Sugar Ray Robinson. And anyway, at the end... Of the of this episode, Humphrey Davis appears as the lawyer for no. Sugar Sugar Ray Robinson's lawyer. Sugar Ray Robinson supposedly has all these companies and whatever, whatever this legal mumble jumbo right. that they're sorting out. And Humphrey Davis is the lawyer, so no. I see him. I, I know he's in the show, and I'm like, and it just got me thinking about Humphrey Davis. Now explain who Humphrey Davis is. Okay, Humphrey Davis is as we know him. As we he's listed. He's listed as the conductor. Jennifer, this train is going to me. I was going the opposite of Norfolk, Virginia. That guy. It's a good impression, Luke. You're like the rich little of this show. (laughs) 
<laughs> you do a good t- conductor <laughs> and Mr. Marshall. Mr. Marshall Mar- Mar- and Ken Lynch. <laughs> yes, of course, and the Ken Lynch. So that's Humphrey Davis. Right. Now, and me and Joe have said this before, we rely on IMDb. Yeah. We do. It's all we really have. That's what we really have out there. So it's it's tough. So now, and Joe always says this, IMDb is not... It's not 100%. Not 100%. It's not. So I go on IMDb to find out about Humphrey Davis. And on the Honeymooners, he's given credit just for one appearance, and that is the conductor. The drink conductor. So now I'm looking at his face, and I'm like, oh, my God, he kind of looks like Jim McKee. I used to think. Did you think that, I mentioned it many episodes ago. I said I thought that he was the same guy as Jim McKeever. And then we looked it up and said, no, no that's because, another guy. And also, he's the other judge at the costume ball. Right. I'm but, winning that ball. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm winning that ball. <laughs> I was like, hey, that's what you're supposed to be, ain't you? Right. He said, has a line. So he's not listed in that not either. Not listed again either. So and, now I'm saying, is it or is it? Or are these just guys two lookalikes who resemble the conductor, this Humphrey Davis guy? Right, because he's got a mustache, right? Uh, he's got a little mustache, I don't know, he's I had think. one of the pencil mustaches. He may, I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember sure. right now. Right. But Jim McKeever, who has no lines... In Palomine, he just stands there. He's just there, standing there. And he's no kind of grinning, right? No, no lines. He has the one line in the uh, the, te- the the Man from Space. Man from Space. You know, it's supposed to be, ain't you? That's right. what you're supposed to be, ain't you? Man from Space. And then he obviously has his line as the conductor. Right. So is it Humphrey Davis? I, this is if, if it's not, who is the guy that plays Jim McKeever? That's another thing. Now, I went back into the cast and crew of the Honeymooners, okay. and I find nobody giving credit as Jim McKeever right. or as the judge the judge at, with, the, at the costume with party. The, with the president. With the president, with, with, with Mr. Cliff president, Hall. with right. Cliff Hall. Yes. So we're throwing it out there to you guys. Yeah. You know what? This is a good question for I, you guys I, because I always thought that that was Jim McKeever. The, the same. You, Joe always did that. I even know. before we started talking about this, and then when we looked it up, I was like, "Oh wow, this is not him." Yeah. But now we're finding out that there is no Jim, Jim McKeever, McKeever, and there is in no, any of the credits, and no judge, and no and, costume party, <laughs> no judge. Exactly. So we're looking at this man, and we're saying, "Wait a minute, he can't look that much like Humphrey <laughs> Davis and not be Humphrey Davis." Yeah. And if so, not, who is the guy? Who is the guy? What's the actor's name? What's his name is not listed. Yeah. Because you know, because honeymooners. It's probably a Gleason thing. Yeah. Nobody got credited but the four. Right. Nobody's yeah, even credited. Even on IMDb, there's always uncredited. uncredited. Even right. like even like uh, George Petrie. Right. Fourteen uncredited. Correct. Correct. <laughs> yeah. And I think it has something to do with get with the. Is that something to do with residuals? I don't. Maybe I, I don't I, know. There's if something their names about are listed the credited and, and or names uncredited. Are listed in, you know. I think it just means that it's not because they just use the same intro and right. exit all the time. Right. You know, like then, so, as right. you know, like the, the uh, sitcoms as they progress, yeah. it will be special guest star and have yeah. all the different people. This it was the same intro. I mean, because I look, I always look. I'm a name reader like you are, Joe. I read names that they. I want to see who these people are. And even, people even are. in, as a matter of fact, I, we brought this up once before uh, in this Car Fifty Four episode um, where it's a boxing scene and they're you know working you know in the gym and right. fighting somebody and Rocky Graziano knocks out this guy and. It, it turns out to be Frank Giuseppe, whose name is on the marquee in behind uh, Ralph and behind Ed, Ralph in a man's pride, a man's in front pride. of a man's pride. Man's, his yeah. name is on the marquee, and that's actually him in this episode. So that's why you read 
Credits yeah. and that card fifty four does give credit for people in that episode, right? So that's why I always read them to make yeah, sure. It's, it's usually at the end. Usually right? at the end. Yes, yeah, at yep. the end. You don't do it Absolutely. in the beginning. Do it at the end. Right. So that's it. But honeymooners, everybody's uncredited. Correct. So this is probably why I don't know we we, we you know you wind up with problems like this on IMDb because yeah. of them being uncredited. Correct. So yeah. So that's I, it. That's yeah. our Humphrey. So Davis. that's. You know so, what? I want to pose it to you guys. Yeah. Let us know what you yeah, think. Let us know because we're, you not, we're either, not sure. We're yeah. not sure. Um, maybe I'll put a maybe I'll put a a, a post up with the yeah, question. Do that. Yeah. You know, with the hump. You know, Humphrey. Maybe you can put uh, his Humphrey face Davis. up there three times. And, yeah. Uh, and yeah. Be, you know, two three times. Two three times. Two three times. You know, <laughs> I go get the papers. The papers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it'd be a good thing to kind of because. I'm curious. Yeah, I am. Why too not now. get yeah. get some more eyes on it? Not, more yep. eyes and more ears yep. on it because this is important stuff. This all right, is, this is. Yes, Good, this is. I mean, yeah. I won't be able considering to sleep. I've tuned out the outside world, yeah. so I'm like, this is important stuff right I here. I won't be able to sleep for a week. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> well, you got to get a sleeping pad. <laughs> <laughs> sleeping pad. <laughs> all right. So, all right, what do we got next? Um, we are gonna go with. Um, Probably one of our uh, final things of the episode. We're going to get into TV or not TV. Which I okay. believe was on this past week on... Was it on, uh, it was on we, Me or Me TV? Me TV or whatever, like whatever the, uh, the thing was this week. I think TV or not TV was on. Okay. So on TV or not TV, we're going to go... There are two things that Louis brings up. And both of them are within uh, a minute of each other. We apologize. Okay, so um, <laughs> you that intro. 22, there you go. 21, 24. Okay. okay, I'm gonna get right up to here. So, you gonna play the intro? The Swanee River? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, let me get this uh, set here. No, I set that up there. Oh, okay. Yeah. We, we haven't lost our touch. No, no. After 94 episodes, yeah. we're right on it. You figure we would still be, uh, <laughs> you know, doing the, you know, things correctly. <laughs> But not really. That's better this way. No. <laughs> I like All it right. this way. And here we go. SFX. And here we go. Haven't heard this in a while. No, yeah, that's why we're playing it. And now, from the observation deck overlooking the Johnson Building at 328 Chauncey Street, the Honeymooners Podcast presents Louis Observations. All right, we got a double Louis Observation. Yeah, two of them. And, uh,. Listen, we're at a point now where we just want to hear Swanee River. Swanee River, we didn't, we didn't with, need this intro, intro, but we, we don't need the intro, but, you know, <laughs> just, just to have it. <laughs> yes. So, uh, this is both, both of these things are from TV or not TV, and they're within a minute of each other, so, so which, just, is, that's which great. makes it uh, very for easy. <laughs> exactly. So, the first part is when Ralph is sleeping on the chair. And she yes. keeps saying to come on in. Come on, come on in. in. You gotta now, go, Ralph, come to bed. Come to bed. You gotta go to work tomorrow, whatever she says. Something He's like taking that. his shoes He's off. off. I, I think it sucks. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then the, the it ends whatever he's watching, and she's like, Will you wake up and come, come to, to bed? Slip. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. Funny. Like, yeah, wake up and wake come, up and come to bed, right? And then of course he inst- instead of going into the which bedroom. Is a, which is a three stooges line, wake up and go to sleep. Is it? Yes. Wake up and yeah, go to wake sleep. Okay. Wake up and come to bed. Uh, and then he goes out into the hallway. So. Ralph, will you wake up and come to bed? <laughs> yeah. What? What? Ralph. Yeah. Come to bed. All right. <laughs> so now he walks out into the hallway, thinking he's going into the bedroom. 
Makes a lot of noise. Makes a lot of noise. And now, holding his head. Yep. Okay. So go ahead, look. So the first observation here, this is, this is you, it, you can't take it or you can't take it as, you know. He walks out and he, when he walks in the hallway, mm-hmm. mistakenly, as the bedroom, because his eyes are closed. Correct. Right? In his hand are his slippers and his socks. Yeah. And yeah, the one hand he's got holding his two fingers, it's holding the, the shoes, shoes, and the socks. And then the other hand, uh, and his other hand socks. is uh, the socks. So he walks down the hallway, tumbles down, down a flight tumbles of stairs, down a flight of stairs <laughs> like in his stupor, and he's half asleep. He comes back in, still holding the socks and the shoes. Now both in his the left same hand. Yeah, because he's holding his head with his right his hand. Head with his other hand. So I mean. <laughs> I don't know if he was so conscious of his socks and shoes yeah, exactly. and slippers, or he could yeah, have picked yeah. them up and carried them yeah, back. Exactly. But I don't think he would because he's so like he's in his stupor. <laughs> yeah. And now you're falling down the stairs. Yeah. I don't yeah. think the honeymooners concussion protocol no, was yeah, up yeah, to date. Yeah. <laughs> you're good. Go so, in there, kid. <laughs> back in there, kid. Gave the cup. Gave the old slap on the cheek. Yeah, yeah you're good, kid. Exactly. Yep. Go back in there. Suck it up and get up back on the bus. Yeah. Get back on the bus. So it's just kind of funny because, of course, he's got to hold his head. Head, yeah. You know, and so whatever they were doing, they were probably hitting things to make yeah, it make sound, it sound like, like that. Him tumbling down, down the stairs. stairs. Like they did a whole some, flight of stairs. I don't know what they did, but they made some bracket. Back really? There. Some, some, and, yeah. and, it, and it, it's it's perfect because it is. it's cartoonish. It's over the yes. top. But yes, it, gets, it gets the feeling it, of Ralph it falling makes, down make, the makes stairs. It makes your point. Yes. It makes the yes, point. Yes, it does. And he comes back and he's still got his, his shoes, shoes inside. And he's holding. His head. <laughs> so now we're gonna let this play. Yeah, let it it's go. It's only like a like a, a minute. So now, of course, here comes the great one, holding his giant giant uh, bag. Does this make you hungry? There are scenes that make this scene makes me makes hungry. you hungry, right? Because it actually looks like this, a good sandwich. Oh, it looks like a the, real good sandwich. The giant one what? didn't look right. Uh, yeah, no. Downstairs, you know, in the basement. Yeah, no, yeah. The, but this sandwich this looks looks. Looks like it was made out of oh, yeah. a ridiculous Italian deli. Yes. Oh. <laughs> you uh, know. Maybe fried tags. You know. And now for the late, late, late show. There we go. Takes out that giant sandwich. And I love their reaction. It's yeah. a perfect reaction. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Okay. And then, of course, Ralph comes in. Ralph comes in, and Louis does notice it's one of the few times his hair is all disheveled. Yeah, his hair is disheveled. It's all sticking straight up, yeah. like, like a crew cut. Yeah. It's, 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 it, like you said, another time was when you had hiccups. Yeah, and, and his hiccup, hair was... Hiccup, 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 as he's doing, his hair is yeah, flying. his hair is flopping. Well, only two, because he's always neat and yeah. groomed. And, always you know, impeccably yeah, uh, groomed. groomed. Yes, always groomed, impeccably Very well groomed. groomed. So this is funny. <laughs> now, the thing about this is... And I've seen people mention this. Right, Yes. When he comes in... And at one point in the angle, Art Carney, you see him, and he turns away from Ralph coming in laughing. Right. Like trying to hold in a laugh. laugh. Then he gets up, and he turns to him, and he goes to say something, something. and then he explodes. explodes. A lot of people seem to think that was Art Carney actually laughing. I'm going to say that, and here's my reasoning. Okay. And, of course, we know again, we're going to say it again. Gleason didn't rehearse with them. <laughs> yeah. So you say, well, 
this is Carney actually seeing this for yes. the first time. Right, right. Because there's nobody that's going to come, come in out like, like that. I don't care who's filling in. No, nobody. It, it could be Joe Besser. It doesn't, it, matter. No, it doesn't matter. It's not going to be Gleason. It's not Gleason. <laughs> and it, 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 to us, it looks like a second time a genuine laugh from Mark Carney. The one that you said in the, um, the drinking scene. Yes. I feel like I got hair on my face. Yes. And he actually laughs. He busts out laughing. He busts out laughing. Right. So, again, we thought that would maybe an ad lib, so it may really make Carney. And this is like kind of an, not an ad lib scene, but it may be the first time, time he's really seeing he's him coming in. It's like with the, the, the snakes coming out of the box. It's for the first time he's probably seeing that, too. Yeah, that's true. Because you remember, they go through these rehearsals. They're not probably doing everything. They're probably just, okay, Ralph's going to run out the room here, startled. Right, and then he's you come back in, yeah, and, and then come you, back in. you start and to you say start something, saying, yeah. and then of course he's gonna you know, blow up. Get on the chair, and they're ready to fight. And hold it, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's that was our take here. That <clears throat> yeah, you know me, Dusty Allen Hall, Dusty Allen Hall. That um, our Carney is. We're gonna say probably, and we're not. We don't make anything definite on this show. Yeah, probably seeing this for the, for the first, first time, time. <laughs> and just it's just like, as funny to just him as it is to us to see this maniac coming in. With his, he's half dressed. He's half not. Yeah. His zippers down. down. But, you know, his jacket zippers down, and his, his tie on his, <laughs> and his hair. He probably just must his hair like yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. And, and like like Chubby and Joe on the Little Rascals when they had their fight. <laughs> Don't mess my hair. It's uh, yeah. So and of course, what I think, and I'm I'm just thinking of this right now. What makes it also funny is he's still holding this giant sandwich. Yeah. He's still holding this sandwich, and it's like. It's it it's just and of course this is the the pilot of the yeah, original thirty nine. It's the first one, and them, we we discussed yeah. that it's a perfect them three, right? It's, well, it it's starts tri- with, uh, with with Trixie with Trixie. Trixie so it's comes in that's four, it, just that's the four it. of them. Yeah, and no change of scenery. Everything nope. in the apartment. Yeah, which we we discussed. It's a perfect right. way to start it because it just has the four of them, the one place, and you get to, if you've never seen it before, if yeah. you're one of those people yeah. back then who didn't see it on his on his, on his, his show, you're show. like, okay, I'm getting the idea of yeah. who the characters are. Yeah. But just if <laughs> just the fact <laughs> that he he's still holding this sandwich yeah, and he's yeah. he's almost in stitches Fences, yeah. laughing at Gleason coming barreling in. It was just uh I, I believe what you believe. Yeah. That he saw him do that it's for the first time. time and it actually could was not, not yeah, could it was not funny. could not say it wasn't funny. So that's our take on that. Absolutely. So um I think that is gonna be it for that. And now I think we're gonna get to Louis's favorite part of the show, and that is let's get it right, Lou. Yeah, yeah. Now, Tom, who is our first guest, please? Herp! Herp! Our first guest, ready to leap the first hurdle on his way to the ninety-nine thousand dollar answer, is our comedian from Weehawken, New Jersey, <laughs> Joe Conti. See the expression on your face when you miss it. Oh my God! Oh, Ken Lynch to throw I, her I out. I came all the way from Weehawken for this. Are you really? Weehawken. Weehawken. <laughs> I wonder when you're going to run out of, I, I, of, I of towns. I know my location. Don't have to go back to parts. <laughs> I got to go back to Park Symphony. <laughs> oh, interesting fact about Weehawken. That's where okay. the, that's where the uh, Hamilton Bird duel took place. Really? In Weehawken, they really? were arguing. People think they were arguing. They were arguing about Mambo. Like it was more authentic. <laughs> was it the, the Weehawken version or the Kanazi version? Well, apparently Aaron Burr lost. Oh, yeah, like so. <laughs> was it Aaron Burr? Yeah, it was Aaron Burr. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron Burr, right? Burr. All right. Well, at least I got some of my yeah, history. You history. I, I thought you were going to say it was Raymond Burr. <laughs> I was like, okay. 
That would have been a good. That would have been a good duel. Jack Hamilton, Perry right. White from Superman. Oh yeah. Versus Raymond Burr. Raymond Burr. That would have been a. Re- I would have rather Burr. seen that duel. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's so ridiculous. Oh God. Here we go. These things. All right. Here All right, go. Joe. So here's what are we doing here? Oh, this is trivia. Trivia. Oh, Lou. prepared yeah. by, of course, Professor Walter Newman. There we go. Thank you. And Walter handed me this today. Okay. Yeah, well, actually, did what? Did professor? Did he, the professor email it to you? I actually, I, I was actually just pigeon on my windowsill <laughs> at home and had a note tied to its leg, and this was from Walter. Newman. And he said, "Okay, now okay. this comes from Man's Pride, Joe." Okay. Where did Bill Davis supposedly have his factories located? Um. See, I'm I, I'm not sure which is which. There were two. Well, you could probably two, two cities. Figure, it, figure it out. Well, there was two. Yeah. Um, he's got his factories in Akron. Yes. Is it? Yes, and Akron. then his, his office is probably in Chicago. His office is in, in Chicago. Chicago. All right. There you go. Got I'll it. Take, I'll take that. Take that, sure. Why right? not? That's not bad. Akron, Ohio. Akron, Ohio. Very good. The bowling capital of the world. <laughs> is it really? I think so. <laughs> The only thing I know about Akron is that's LeBron's from from Akron. That's all I know about Akron, Ohio. Very good. All right. I got that. There you go. All right. So. Bill Davis. To me, a man's pride keeps going up the ladder, doesn't it? Exactly. It keeps going up the ladder. Yep. The more you think. Because we we put up a a post uh, where um, I, I... said that uh, Bill Davis was the original uh, rapper, rapper, and we had a bunch of people put in if what know, his hip hop name was, <laughs> and it was some really really funny ones. Uh, but just it's one of those episodes, like it's almost like how could you end on that? Yeah, it was like it was a really good episode, that and it was one of those five places ones, right? It was yeah, four, yeah, different, four different locations. Location one, yeah, that question we had that time, unbelievable. Um, so uh, let me see. I am looking for something and uh yeah here it is so who are we gonna thank we have to start by thanking silkcityhotsauce.com our one and only fantastic sponsor we might be getting some other ones but uh go to silkcityhotsauce.com and put your put your poor purchase some great great hot sauce and then when you go to the checkout counter put rx in the coupon code and get yourself 15 percent percentage off of your order, and you get a free bottle of cherry uh, 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 sriracha. I'm sorry, sir. I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> it's so stupid. Now, Joe, let me. I mean, I don't know if we ever discussed this before. Remember, we were, we were talk about. We always talk about the 111 thing. Right. And even Brian, for people, I don't know if we mentioned it on the air. I can't remember what we mentioned I, I or what we did. Yeah, I don't. Remember. Anyway, Brian, you also said that that 111 is the perfect number. Yes. Yep. We discussed that. We discussed too. with it. Yep. Okay, so there's some things we talked with him on air and off air, and I get confused. I get confused yeah. on what we did. Yeah, the cherry sriracha is like the hundred and eleven <laughs> of hot sauce. Of the, of the hot, hot sauce. sauce. <laughs> Nothing else I think would work. <laughs> yeah, because it's like if you do if you do it, you get fifteen percent percentage. No, yeah, like cherry sriracha. sriracha. <laughs> cherry sriracha. It, it just, just sounds perfect. sounds good. I just maybe people are just so used to it. <laughs> That it just works. It's our hundred and eleven. <laughs> also, it's three, three. which also yeah. Brian said it when the, the timing was just impeccable. Ninety six. That. That's why and we the, actually covered that. It was from him. He, you asked him, I believe, um, what would you like to cover? We asked him if we wanted to cover a certain um, 
episode. Yeah. And he, he said he loved the, the one. Joey where his, told you that that was yeah, the the one where his dad was sleepwalking and he was in and like it's weird to hear somebody say my dad, my dad when yeah. you're talking about Art Carney, Carney and, yeah. and the Ed Norton character. Yeah. But yeah, that was all him. It was him. He loved it because he said he loved the timing of yes. the 90 counting down and hitting the three. three. He thought the timing was impeccable. Of course it is. Of course it is. And that's what he said. It was impeccable, and he loved the scene. Just the way he says three. Yeah, because it wasn't just about the way he said it, because he was counting down perfectly. Yeah. And then when he said three, there was that extra half Half a a second, second. which made the joke perfect. So that was just tremendous. Um, So let's see. Who else can we thank? all of you special pals uh, who listen, email us, and of course, full grown nut of the week, um, which is Wizard, Wizard, Wizard Romney, of course. And Wizard's going to contact you, which with how he wants it on his. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll ask him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And don't forget to go to um, our pal brother Norton yes. has an Etsy. He's got because Louie just got it. We, he he gave us a couple of mugs. Yeah, and he said Louie's got the uh, pour away mine host coffee mug. It's a, a little a little strong but good on one side, <laughs> and pour away mine host on yes. the other side. So if you go to Etsy.com, and if I'm I don't have the info on it, but it's the Honeymooner store. store just I look up yeah, Honeymooner store. store. You look it up, and he's still got four or five different things on there. Go purchase them. You got uh, Chef of the Future. Um, I got the apron. apron. Yeah, I got there. one too. He's got mugs. It's tremendous. So just go there. Brother Norton is a pal. He's the one that hooked us up he with Brian. Up with Brian, he did. So it's the least we can do for him. Uh, so uh, who else? Uh, don't forget, and all you guys, uh, share with your friends on your social media some of our videos. Uh, we also want to thank the Facebook group, The Honeymooners Raccoon Lodge, with Joy and Brother Norton. And if you want to check out my one-hour comedy album, Happiness, you can download it anywhere you get your music or comedy. And uh, I think that's it. That should be it, Joe. All right, everybody. Well, episode 94 in the books. Books. For me and Lou, we say we'll see you next time. Deploribus Raccoonum. Night all. Bye, Mr. Crandon. I'll be seeing you. I'll be seeing you. Irving Kale, Irving Kale and Sammy Fain, 1938. Oh, no, Mr. Crandon, it's all over now. It's all over now. Bassie Simon, 1927. <laughs> no, no, good night, Mr. Crandon. Good, good night, night, good night. There were two songs, good night. It was Good Night, Irene, written by Lomax and Ledbetter. Good Night, Sweetheart, written by Rudy Valley and Ray Noble. Rx. <laughs> This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablawi. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.